Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Ryan. Welcome back, Dan. I know. it's It's been so long. I know. Uh, it's your number one source for all things craft beer related. It's the internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops. High fives. We haven't been able to do that in two weeks. I know. It's been so long. Feels like a year. <laughs> uh, and friendship. I am your host weighing in at 0.097 metric tons of fun i am the titan of the toast oh the mayor of the mallow oh weird. and the prince of the puree oh man yeah so bad <laughs> uh no i am not not any of those uh i am the beast of the east and christmas maximus huh yeah, that was this. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm your other host here uh the royers ford rattlesnake Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's Dan. All right. And we are the best, best friends podcast in the world. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the friends. And we're, yeah. we're back in the studio here. Yeah. After a, a two week uh, quarantine here. Yeah. We had a bit of a scare. I'm um, glad you Cloroxed in here. It kind of smells like a YMCA pool now. <laughs> yeah. It does smell like an indoor pool in here. It's like the scene. It's like, this is like an episode of Dexter now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, we didn't really, I don't, we didn't really go too much into it. Uh, the last couple of weeks about why we were recording about separately. why Dan's microphone sounded terrible. Yeah. Well, it, it, it sounded better than the first time we had to do remote. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I had a, a bit of a COVID scare, uh, you know, people being irresponsible and, uh, affecting other people's lives like myself and, you know, just making me question every single cough that I have. So, you know, it was fun. Uh, you know, mask up everybody, be responsible. Um, all right. Well, we're back. Uh, the vibes are a lot better now. I know. Yeah. Uh, I feel, I feel more energized than I have in the last couple I bring weeks. the energy in here. I bring, really I bring the fun. You really do. You bring a, a certain aura of, uh, PMA. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. There you go. Um, all right. So let's talk about our guests. Uh, we are joined today. Um, it's a, I think this is a first for us. We're basically joined by our whole brewery. Yeah. An entire brewing, uh, constituents <laughs> over here. Yeah. Um, so we're joined today by, uh, the owners of 10, seven brewing company, uh, Bob Hager and Jerry. I don't know, Dan, you want to go for it? Do it. Come on, do it. Gigaletti. <laughs> Jigaletti. Jigaletti. Oh, Tom. Jigaletti. <laughs> I, I was like, you're going to botch it on purpose. Uh, it's Jerry Vigaletti and uh, head brewer, Matt Nitschke. 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 There it is. Nitschke. 
and assistant brewer Scott Doherty. So guys, it, it's all 10-7. 10-7 Brewing is, is with us uh, from North Wales, Pennsylvania. We're going to address the questions to 10-7. Guys, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to come on and talk with us. Thanks for having us. So do you want to do some, let's do some, uh, some business here and then we'll, uh, we'll get into drinking some of their beer and sounds like a plan. See what's going on over there. All right. So um, we tell you every episode, subscribe, rate and review. Uh, you know, subscribe is for you. It's going to let you know when the, uh, the episodes drop, get you that little alert on your iPhone. Uh, every Thursday morning, it's when it comes out. Uh, ratings. Now this is where, where, you know, you're helping us out. Help me help you. Yeah. Five star party, five star party, everybody, five stars. Uh, if you like it, you hate it. Give us five stars. You know, don't be, don't be an untapped reviewer. Just give us five stars, five stars all around. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then review, uh, reviewing is where you really get to be creative. And we kind of talked about this a little bit in the last episode. Have we gotten any sense? No. Yeah. Um, rating uh, reviews. We don't care what you say. Be as creative as possible. Scathing reviews are a plus. I, I really want to put on some sad music <laughs> and just uh, read a paragraph of scathing reviews that we get from listeners. Uh, you know, rate, if you just rate like you do uh, on Untapped again, you know, it, this is the, the best podcast I've ever heard. Uh, I, I love like the podcast. conversation, but I don't really like podcast. Point five. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, give us some reviews. Uh, so over the next month, uh, we're going to check out all the reviews that we get and the most creative, the one that, you know, makes us laugh the most or, you know, really you real really digs into my deep, deep depression already. Yeah. I just want to play that sad Hulk music yeah. while we do it. Uh, at the end of the month, we'll put something together for, uh, as a prize. And you know, it may be beer, uh, that may or may not be sent out. Don't come at us. USBS. Yeah. On a um, public platform. We yeah. might be, <laughs> you know, sending you beer. We may not do it. USPS though. I haven't caught us yet. Um, all right. So rate review, subscribe. That's it. And uh, speaking of the awful place that is untapped, you can follow all the beers that we uh, drink on the podcast on our untapped. Um, we do not rate them anymore because rating is subjective and it's slowly destroying the beer industry. Yeah. We want you guys to figure, we want you guys to try the beers for yourself. Like, yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to give you a rating. We want you to, you know, think for yourself. Yep. So you can follow us on untapped at best, best friends pod. That's at best, best friends P O D. You guys familiar with, uh, the band P O D. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You may hear it often. Um, we are, we are children of the new metal age and <laughs> every time we have to spell our podcast handle, we can't help but play P O D. Yeah. All right. And if you want to check out the, uh, the beers that we, um, are going to be drinking from 10, seven, you can follow on seven, uh, on seven, 10, seven on untapped. Uh, it's at 10, seven brewing company. That's 10, the number seven brewing company. All right. Awesome. So we getting down to these beers. Yeah. All of that, uh, shilling made me thirsty. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting a dry mouth just listening to you screw up the plugs. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's let's drink these beers so we can we can start talking to uh, the Ten Seven Collective. All right, so uh, we are going to be drinking uh, first a little bit of a a different beer for us. Um, I'd say it's been a while since we've had a barrel aged saison on the podcast, and actually, this is the first brewery bar- barrel aged saison. Yeah, we've done home brewers with their barrel aged saison, but this is the first brewery. Yeah, when uh, when this was suggested suggested on our uh, pre show chat, I was very excited because this is definitely something I can really sink my teeth into. The, you, uh, do you mean the pre show chat where we had no idea who we were talking to the entire time? <laughs> yeah, much, much like our guests, we just assumed we were talking to the Ten Seven Collective. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I came to the brewery. I texted Tom. I'm like, "Who have we been talking to?" He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Social media. That's who we were talking to. All right. So we're going to be drinking uh, a barrel age, something classy by, well, you guessed it. Ten seven brewing company. Awesome. So I'll go into a little description here that we pulled from their website. What did we pull it from their website? No. Oh, untapped. Okay. Untapped. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Find an untapped description here. <laughs> so in 2019, we brewed something classy, a farmhouse ale with, Oh man, you gave me all the ones I had to mm-hmm. mispronounce. Mm-hmm. Is that um, Hallertau, Blanc, Cascade, and Ariana hops? Ooh, a little Ariana Grande action. <laughs> we added the beer to a white wine barrel with yuzu lemons, a red wine barrel with hibiscus, and other red wine barrel with crushed wine grapes. After many months of sleep, we woke them up and sampled each barrel. Then we sampled some blends. We decided a blend of all three had to be char- or characteristics we were looking for. This beer is complex, very dry, and has notes of wine, oak, and lemon rind. Oh. 6.6% alcohol by volume. Untapped rating of 4.04. All right. Let the hype sink in. Oh, it's a hype beer. All right, boys. Um, I'm ready to crack into this. So I know he's been holding this the yeah. whole time. We already did. All right. <laughs> Dan, give me a little. Well, count. you guys have more people to pour there. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three. Oh, there, there you go. I got it on there. All right. Daniel. Oh, thank you, sir. Yep. Half poured. I got, got a lot to drink tonight. <laughs> well, he's got, I'll he's have, got the I'll little. I'll just have my girlfriend have some. What's that? <laughs> I'll just have my girlfriend have some. There you yeah. go. I don't want to drink too much, I guess. Yeah, we didn't know if we were going to do it. Well, I didn't was unsure if we were going to do this remotely. So I, I bought one in hopes that we were just going to do this in the studio because I wasn't going to finish a whole bottle. That, you know, that was part of my, <laughs> it was part of my plan that I suggested this, uh, that we do this bottle. Cause I was like, we're only going to be able to buy one. So I'll have to come into the studio. I'll have to come in here. I'll have to braid the Clorox fumes. All right, boys. Slancha. Cheers. 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 <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Cheers. So, um, Dan and I have been really getting into the, uh, the BJCP style guidelines, um, and kind of going through different beers, um, and talking about, you know, what actually makes, you know, what you should be looking for in a beer. Um, we're trying to make our reviews more gooder. Yes. Much more, (laughs) more of the gooder variety. Um, so with a Saison, um, the overall impression is uh, it's most commonly a pale, refreshing, um, moderately bitter, moderate strength Belgian ale with a very dry finish. 
Um, it's going to be hard to go off of the the style guidelines with a barrel aged, a wine barrel aged saison because uh, it's going to throw all, a lot of elements that are out of left field for right. the style guide. Um, which is why we kind of just use it as a base and we kind of talk about the beer from there. So, I mean, it it definitely has that that dry finish. Um, oh yeah, I think ha- having having it barrel aged with uh with the oak um and you know the red wine um the red wine really comes out in like the dryness of the like, yeah. aftertaste on this yeah it doesn't it doesn't have that like um that typical farmhousey saison taste to it um so it's hard to it's hard to go directly off of the style guidelines cuz it's i mean it's not uh, there is no style guidelines for barrel aged uh farmhouse saison Oh, definitely. It's nice to like, you know, kind of like pick out the overall like backbone of like a Saison. Like you have those, you have those like core characteristics, but then with the barrel aging process, like you guys say in your description here, you're getting these like notes of wine and it's a very kind of dry taste to it. And you guys, you know, knocked it out of the park with that description. It's exactly what I'm experiencing as I'm drinking it. Thank you much. So what went into deciding to barrel age a, a saison <clears throat> well we'd, we'd really like to get into some some wild beers over the next few years this was kind of our setting our you know, our toe into the pond like our, our start with barrel aging some beers that aren't stouts which we also have a lot of um but we figured, you know, Saison would be a great style to do that. It's, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel, that's for sure. But some of the, um, you know, botanicals and fruits that we age them with, we thought would be interesting. Um, and like we said in the description, once we, you know, we sampled about six months in, um, sampled each barrel and then let it sleep a little longer. And it was it about 11 months, something like that, I think. After about 11 months, we, we felt it was where we wanted it, um, you know, started blending them. And like we said, just when we blended all three together, it, it hit what we were looking for, you know. Um, a lot of that that barrel characteristic, that oakiness, and super dry. It, it, it's almost like a wine. And yeah. I think it's a good introduction for some wine drinkers into the, the world of beer, you know. People would say, I don't like beer. Well try this. If you like wine, try this. Cause you know, maybe this will get you started like in beer. I like that trend. Um, because I feel like a lot of the, the brewers that we've been talking to have brought that up a lot about having a beer for the non beer drinker, having a beer for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Being able to say, you know, someone comes in and says, Oh, I don't like hops. And it's like, all right, well not every beer is hoppy or hop forward. Yeah. yeah. So here, you know, try, try this, you know, this pale lager or this Saison or, you know, this table beer, <clears throat> you know, you can, yeah. there's so many different styles that, um, you know, we, we talked to a brewer. It was like, I, they, I like doing Pilsners because most of, you know, you get the, I guess the older generation of drinker that grew up on, uh, Miller high life or Coors banquet beer, you have them come in and they're like, Oh, I don't want any of this IPA stuff. And it's like, all right, well, craft beer isn't just IPAs. Here's a, a craft Pilsner. Um, right. so I, I, I do like the thought process and the trend of, you know, the, 
these brewers and breweries doing that kind of stuff to make beer. Um, something that we talk about a lot is beer just being all inclusive, all inclusive. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it says in the description that it was in 2019, um, you brewed something classy. So how long has this beer been in the works? Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's probably about 11 months, uh, uh, maybe almost a year, maybe. Okay. I would say I'm trying to remember specifically when we brewed it. It's been it was, a long year. Don't don't worry. We understand. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> probably been like 13 months. It was right. Uh, what was it, Scott? Well, it might have been like 13 months if we aged it for 11. And then yeah, no, I want to say it was right before Christmas of last year. I want to say is when we when we had this uh, and then we decided to age it. So is this, um, something, I guess something classy is a, is that a, uh, a Saison that you have brewed before? And then you just took that, that brew and threw it in, uh, oak barrel or, uh, wine barrels. Yep. Okay. So, uh, let's see, man, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. It is very whiny. Yeah. This um, reminds me of like a, like a glass of wine after dinner on like Thanksgiving or yep. the holidays, just, you know, kicking back something really nice and relaxing. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's not like you know it's not super boozy it's light it has that um that nice uh you get definitely the oak coming through you have those notes of the wine but um you cut that with like that kind of like citrusy that you get with a saison yeah um it all comes together really nice um i don't know if it's because i was watching the eagles get trashed before this but i'm like kicking this back faster yeah <laughs> than i would normally like a glass of wine so it's got like the um, the light kind of um carbonation that it, you find in a common characteristic of saisons but with that dry kind of taste of wine at the end so it's it's almost a little bit more refreshing i would say than wine in my opinion because it's not as it's not i don't think it's as heavy as a wine yeah right you get a nice, like, cold, crisp, you know, it's basically like a cold, crisp red wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so when did uh, when when did this get bottled? About a bottle? Yeah. About a month ago? Yeah, right before our anniversary. Okay. Yeah, October 26th was our anniversary, so it was sometime in October. Happy anniversary, by the way. Got, what, two years for you guys? Yeah. Yep. yep. Awesome. Yeah. You guys are part of a, a really cool, like tight community up there in the, the Lansdale area. You know, you got a, a ton of breweries in a very small vicinity. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. There was about eight of us that opened the year that we opened, I think, I think is the, the final total. And then we had, uh, I mean, there was at least four more before that. Like, oh Yeah but that had already previously been open. So, yeah, it was awesome to see like the Lansdale, North Wales area just flourish. Um, just as like a musician that's been going up there for years, um, with my history, just watching like craft beer blow up there too, just made me more like wanting to come there and they put a skate park there. So now I I love Lansdale, North (laughs) Wales. Now I'm up there way too often now. Yeah. I mean, when we were going up, I mean, at least when I was going up to Lansdale more often, it was like you had your choice between round guys and prism. Yeah. And that was the two that we kind of started with. Yeah. yeah. And now you have, you know, a ton of different ones. Yeah. yeah especially like North Wales. It's just like a, it's like a five minute drive to like each one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have well-crafted, 
Um, that's Lanza. Yeah. yeah. Ran, so, um, round guys. Yeah. Um, North Wales, you got like McAllister, mm-hmm. 10, seven. There's like a million of them up there. I, I like lost count. What's that? We're not far at all from Ambler. Yeah. I was going to say Ambler's out there. Yeah. You guys have, you go down Harleysville, you got blueprint out there too. Yep. It's, yep. it's like, I, I just love the Pennsylvania craft beer scene because it's like Starbucks. It's like going to Seattle and going to a Starbucks. Like you walk out of it and you, you turn around, there can't possibly be another Starbucks. And there's no Starbucks. There we are right across the street from the train station, the R5 Lansdale Doylestown. Oh yeah. So, uh, I mean, you take the train to North Wales, you can walk the hundred yards across the street to our place. And if you want continue on, I mean, if you're coming from Philly, you continue on to Lansdale. If those other places come the other direction, continue on down to Amler. So yeah, we're in the we're in a hot spot, and and to get here is super easy. And Ten Sevens Brewery. I mean, first of all, you can't miss it because it's a giant Ten Seven mural on the outside of the <laughs> building. Um, you guys have such like. I remember the first time I drove by it, I was like Ten Seven Brewing. I was like, that is a cool looking place. Yeah, you definitely need to get up there. Yeah, yeah, and um, like throw out a kudos to uh, uh, one of our other partners, Bob's sister Karen. Her husband made that sign, ten seven sign that's out front. Uh, that's awesome. So, um, where did the uh, where did the name ten seven come from? It was actually my wife's idea. She's the fourth owner of ten seven. Uh, Jerry and I, my wife and my sister, are, we're the four owners. Um, she had the idea because 107 means off duty in you know 10 codes like 104 means affirmative 107 okay. means off duty or unavailable so the idea with me retiring hopefully in 54 days um, <laughs> from my full-time work and how many minutes <laughs> was my ultimate 107 uh, my ultimate off duty just being working at 107 um, you know, that's the, the idea on the logo is. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, oh, we got when I retire. So I still got a long way to go until that happens. But um, I mean, I love 10-7, everything about 10-7, you know. So I, I like the name more that I know what it means. Yeah. Like as like off duty, like. I like the name more that I like know what it means. I was like before I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. Like I have no idea what it means, but it's still cool. And like 10, seven being off duty. Like there's so many times where I've gotten off work and you know, went to 10, seven because <laughs> I was meeting friends off of the, uh, the septa line there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's where it came from. <clears throat> so how did you decide to get to open a brewery? We had homebrewed, uh, Jerry and I homebrewed for a long time. Um, then Matt, started coming over and brewing with us. And then Scott came over, started brewing with us. Uh, we used to do a lot of trips to, to breweries in state, out of state. And, um, you know, people started really liking our beer. And I thought this, the beer we're making is as good as a lot of these other places. Why can't we do it? Well, people told us that. Yeah. I said, you guys should open a brewery. You're making such great beer. So, um, my sister, her and her husband were recently retired and she was looking to, she was thinking about opening a bar or something like that. So we got together, decided to open a brewery instead. Which was, is such a better idea uh, <laughs> than opening a bar. Cause that is a nightmare. It just seems like, um, yeah, our end of the job is not the fun part. It's the, the brewing and 
you know, the, the meeting people and collabing and things like that. That's the fun part. But the day-to-day operation, the brew, I mean, actually, I take that back. You know, it, it's a lot of fun being in here and talking to people, um, you know, our customers. We have a lot of locals, a lot of repeat customers, a lot of regulars. So it's great hanging out with them and talking to them. It's just the talking more of the tedious stuff in the background of running the ball. Yeah. You guys seem to have a lot of fun there. Like, like you said, you run your social media, Like you guys are almost like, like a tight knit family there. Your whole staff, you guys are always like always posting pictures together and it's always kind of the same people kind of coming in there all the time that I see. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of family here. Um, I mean, we feel like everyone here is our family that, you know, the staff, but there's, Actual, literal, literal. <laughs> Scott's my nephew. Um, Scott is my sister's son. Um, you know, my daughter works here full time. My other daughter has worked here. Uh, Matt's sister, Jerry's son, nieces and nephews. So there you go. Family oh, business. Yeah. A lot of non, you know, blood family that, that feels like family to us. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it is. So. You, you you just celebrated your second year. So your second year was basically through a pandemic. So how has that been, you know, owning a brewery through a pandemic? Get this, surprisingly challenging. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> it, it has been. Um, we've had to do a lot of adapting. I think we've done pretty well adapting. Uh, we've, you know, kept people here safe when we, when we opened, finally decided to reopen. Um, you know, we made sure that everything's socially distanced. We disinfect everything. We, you know, um, staff wears masks, our, our, uh, food trucks are masked. Uh, you know, we, we're really on top of keeping people safe here. And, um, we have had a couple of incidents, you know, we had to shut down and, you know, sanit- clean and sanitize everything. But it's really to be expected. You know, it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah. During- yeah. So I think we handled that right. We shut down for two days and cleaned, you know, floor to ceiling. Um, and then we, we reopened when we thought it was safe to do so. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely been challenging. Um, we had anticipated or planned on canning in 2020 but not to the extent that we ended up canning. And, you know, we've been very fortunate, um, you know, being able to secure canning dates, these guys yeah. making sure that beer's ready to can come canning day. Um, you know, we've now just started to increase our self distribution and, uh, expand that. So, you know, we've, we've been fortunate as far as that goes too. we've been well received, you know, everywhere we've distributed to, uh, I'm losing uh, them again. Uh, that's probably a month or so away. So, um, yeah, we just, we just keep having to adapt. I mean, I think with the cold weather coming, we have a lot of outdoor seating and with the cold weather coming, um, not sure what's going to happen. We'll adapt again. We have quite a few seats indoors as well. We have two, uh, separate seating areas Yeah, and you know, each one, again, every table six foot apart, uh, well, every seat, not at a table six foot apart. Uh, so, you know, we, we keep everybody safe. So, you know, we'll do whatever we got to do 
to stay alive. I think that's been the coolest part of this podcast because we, we started gearing ourselves towards craft beer because of the pandemic. I think we mm-hmm. just kind of, we steered right into it because well, one, we were buying more beer. Um, but just like seeing how, um, seeing just how adaptive all these breweries were, um, you know, suddenly started, you know, having can sales, uh, doing these square sites, the online, like the online ordering format. Um, and just seeing how, like, just the steps you guys do, like even just coming there over the weekend to pick up this beer and just seeing the, you know, the steps and things that you guys are doing to keep not only your employees safe, but us safe. Um, and like, you know, schmucks like me who walk up to your cooler and didn't even read the sign and start taking beer out of it. So, uh, my apologies for that. <laughs> two signs on it. <laughs> there were two. Yeah, I know. In all, in all fairness, my glasses were foggy, so I apologize. All right. Blame the mask. Blame the mask. <laughs> um, fake news. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch on the podcast of just how impressive the, ability for the craft beer industry to adapt so quickly to, uh, all the regulations that came out. Um, I know it was like right at the beginning of the pandemic. We were, I think it was right before like everything really took off. Um, Dan and I made the decision. We're going to be a craft beer podcast. And like, right when we made that decision, they were like, uh, everything shut down. We're like, God damn it. Now we're, (laughs) what are we going to do now? How are we going to get beer? We started marketing ourselves. (laughs) And then, you know, we see just like right away, all these online, online ordering popping up, curbside popping up. And I mean, for me, the delivery, the the curbside (laughs) has been awesome for me because, you know, if I'm on my way home from work, I just pop at a brewery have somebody hand me some beer and then I'm on my way. Um, you know, I, there's certainly, certainly miss being able to mosey up to the bar and, you know, have a, have a pint or two and or just sample what I just bought and put in a four pack in my, uh, back of my truck. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, it, there's certainly, it, it's certainly missed, but, uh, I, I'm glad that, uh, the curbside thing has become uh, a thing and, potentially something that's going to stick even after this whole thing's over. Um, the other thing that I'm really impressed about is, uh, you know, I like to take my shots at the, the, the beer community, craft beer community, but, uh, you know, kudos to everybody. You know, it's just like everyone seemed to kind of rally and just go out and buy beer in droves because, you know, it was just like everyone realized, all right, these guys need our support. We need to go out and buy beer. The ultimate small business support right yeah. there. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome seeing breweries like, you know, ten seven celebrating an anniversary during a pandemic. Right. It's, you know, it, it just, it's like that, lit, it's that nice beam of hope that we get, mm-hmm. um, from the outside here because we're, we're just seeing how it's affecting small businesses every day, but then seeing, you know, breweries like you guys that are, you know, you guys are you know, celebrating an anniversary. That's no small, you know, that's no small feat right. during this. Cheers to all of you for your support. Yeah. Absolutely. Cheers. Yeah. I mean, cheers for you guys to come on and talk to us about it. I mean, this has been, this is going to be great. Yeah. I mean, it, it is great to see, like you've mentioned the anniversaries. I mean, how many breweries have we had on with locust lanes just celebrated the third anniversary stolen yeah. sun just celebrated their second anniversary. So it's, you know, like Dan said, just piggybacking off what you said, it's great to see. It's great to see anniversaries other than, 
you know, the pandemic pop- anniversaries or like, you know, people closing doors. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been very impressive seeing everybody uh, kind of adapt and overcome this whole thing, um, especially when, you know, certain people in government that might may or may not run the state make keep making stupid decisions to, you know, throw curveballs at you guys, uh, you know, <laughs> and seeing how everyone overcomes it. I, for one, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with my beer. <laughs> <laughs> um uncrustable yeah no, oh yeah i'll never turn down an uncrustable oh no never <laughs> um so um this question would be more towards matt uh so yeah. so how did you what was your journey to become the head brewer at 10 7 um the uh so i home brewed for about six years uh before coming on board here. Uh, it was just something that I had done, uh, with one of my best friends. We kind of turned 21, uh, and it was someone got a homebrew kit for Christmas, you know, like a lot of brewers. Uh, it was just something that was given to us. Now, did you, uh, did you get the proper homebrew kit or was it like a Mr. Beer, uh, malt uh, extract? Um, so it was, it was not a Mr. Beer. It was, uh, someone had gotten a homebrew kit, uh, from Keystone okay. in, uh, Montgomeryville. Um, uh, so we had gotten that from, from there and, uh, and it was sort of, uh, a passion that I kind of fell in love with. Um, it was not something that, um, so we had did, the, we had done that for a while, but it wasn't, uh, it was never something that I thought I could actually like turn a career into. Um, so I had done a couple other things. I, I actually, I went to college, uh, I have a degree in theater, technical theater. Um, so I used to do like lights and sounds, uh, for like theater. Um, but Bob and I, uh, Bob has two daughters that I grew up with. Um, so we've known each other for, I don't know, 20 years probably. Uh, um, so, uh, and then, uh, I used to dog sit for them. Uh, and, um, so it's it's funny. We always make the joke that uh, that Matt Matt was just the dog sitter that uh, sort of ended up being a brewer. Uh, he says we always introduced him as this is Matt. He's our dog sitter. <laughs> dog sitter turned head brewer. <laughs> this is a first. For, this is a first for the podcast. Yeah. This is our dog sitter Matt. He just happens to brew at the. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, it was they. Uh, it was probably about I think six months before they were they were officially announcing that they were opening a brewery. They had told me that they were thinking about doing it, uh, and I said that's awesome. And then they were like, "Could you ever see yourself like bartending here at like a brewery or something?" And I said, "Oh yeah, definitely." Um, and then it sort of uh, I yeah it sort of morphed into this thing where my job was in a weird transition state and uh, I came and helped helped build the place essentially. And then that sort of morphed into this whole brewing position that I'm in right now. Uh, so very serendipitous moment, uh, in my life. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I thank my lucky stars every day for where I'm at right now because it's pretty incredible. Yeah. That's very cool because like we talk to brewers 
often who have these backgrounds where like, for example, at Keystone or any of these other like brewing supply places, or they've, mm-hmm. um, they apprenticed at another brewery. Like your story is just, you went straight to 10, seven, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. homebrew yeah. right to 10, seven. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it, it was just a weird, like I, we used to have, so my best friend that I also, that I homebrewed with, we used to like sit on the bus in high school and we would drive by buildings and just be like, man, that'd be a cool place to put like a brewery or a bar in. Like we would like, do, we would talk all the time about this stuff. And, uh, and then it's sort of, like I said, it, it, uh, all of the, all of the cards and planets aligned to allow me this position. So he was a big drinker in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh, man, I was talking about trying to get the secret tape and Tony Hawk pro skater on the bus. This guy's like, I'm going to, he's like an op- entrepreneur over there. He's like, I'm going to open a brewery bar over there. I'm over there. Like, Oh, that curb looks really nice. I'm going to bring some wax over there later. So, uh, Scott, how did you get, uh, how did you get into brewing? Well, um, yeah. So Bob's my uncle. Um, right after I finished college, I came home and, um, heard, you know, they were homebrewing a lot and doing beer fest and stuff. So I started homebrewing with them for a couple beers and then going to the beer fest and pouring there and stuff like that. Um, we pour out a wedding and actually it was funny. One of my close friends was work catering the wedding and he had our beer and he was like, guys, this is like amazing. Like he, swears that the beer he had that night was like one of his favorite beers of all time, basically. So ever since then I was like, yeah, our beer is really good. You know, making <laughs> a lot of huge strides just as like homebrewers. So, um, just, yeah, heard we were officially going to open something and I helped out building the place as well. And then Matt and I and Bob and Jerry and I all, uh, brewed there and yeah, I've been there ever since. And I just developed like a huge passion for craft beer and the industry and just like really glad to be a part of something that big. So, so what, what's been your, uh, your favorite style to brew? I, I mean, I love our like barrel aged stouts. I think those are probably favorite beers we've made of mine. Um, I really like, yeah, I really like brewing stouts. Um, hazy IPAs and then just like other things like, um, we have like a Czech dark lager that's fermenting right now or Ooh. lagering right now. I'm really excited to try that. We did a black IPA. I really like that. So yeah, stouts, IPAs and just other like interesting. What's a, uh, what about you, Matt? Like what's your, you know, what's the, what's the beer that you get excited to brew? Um, I mean, I, I really, any beer I think is pretty exciting. I know that's such a dumb answer, um, but but no, I mean, I really think, uh, I really like, uh, like new styles that I've never brewed before or like, like, or that I haven't, uh, that I've brewed like maybe one or two before. Like I like sort of trying to like figure that out and trying to, all right, how can I make this better? Um, I do like, I love brewing, uh, new England's like, I like to brew basically what I drink. So like, I do like brewing new England's, uh, I like, especially like new hops or things like that. Um, cause I mean the new England scene isn't, I mean, personally, I don't think it's going anywhere. Uh, I think hazy IPAs are gonna be, uh, around for a long time. So sort of seeing the new hops that have come out of this specific style of beer, uh, are pretty crazy. So I like to sort of play with those a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm a big stout drinker. Uh, so I do like, 
Uh, I like playing with stouts and sort of seeing uh, what different sort of adjuncts go well with them. Uh, and like Scott said, uh, the barrel age stuff, uh, that's something that really interests me. Um, just like trying, um, different barrels, things of that nature. Uh, so we, our barrel program is, it's not huge, but it's definitely, it's a little bit bigger than I would say some other places. Um, but it's something that we want to start developing more and more. Um, so it's really cool to hear. I mean, even just having a barrel program has put you ahead of a lot of breweries. Yeah. So like I said, uh, we've got a bunch of stuff in barrels that are uh, coming. That we've been barreling for about eight months to a year right now, uh, and we will be putting more stuff in barrels. So uh, it's it's just fun to sort of like taste that stuff and sort of like oh like this is sort of missing something. Like let's <laughs> see if we need to blend this with this. Like how how can we how can we make this better? How can we elevate this? You know? Yeah, and seeing how the beer like matures over time in the barrel itself, rather than like. Cellaring a bottle, you can tell how the beer changes over time, but pulling it straight out of the barrel, it really gives you like a lot of different characteristics and it's really interesting. Yeah. So it's really I, affected by like the wood. I, I think it's, he likes to brew any style and he thought that was kind of a lame answer, but that's <laughs> your five o'clock every day. So he's definitely <laughs> excited about anything that he does here. So I, I, I think it's funny that, you guys mentioned like everybody has said some you know, had says stout in some kind of form. Um, I would say I think you guys produced maybe either my favorite or my second favorite stout of last year, which was your utterly absurd. Oh, well, thank you so much. That yeah, was. Yeah, that was a good one. As soon as that like popped up on Instagram, I was like texting Dan. I was like, when are you going to 10 seven? I need utterly yeah. absurd. He's like, when are you going back into the <laughs> Lansdale North Wales area again? <laughs> I was, I was kind of the, uh, the beer pirate during like the initial pandemic, yeah. man. I had like the two coolers in my back of my truck and I just kind of drove <laughs> around to all the areas and just picked up beer for people. <laughs> so was that truly you guys just dumping, uh, just an absurd amount of Oreos into a stout? <laughs> The, uh, yeah, I mean that one, that one took me a little bit, uh, to get Bob on board with that. I mean, that was, that was been like my idea since like day one as like, as like one, a stat that I wanted to make was, uh, was an Oreo stat. <laughs> All right. So it, it's, uh, that much but when we were younger, I just had Oreos last night. Yeah. So I, I used to be able to, uh, it was like a, it was like a party trick when I was younger that I could fit like eight Oreos in my mouth. <laughs> but uh but yeah now we uh that is a beer that we that we make and then put a a shit ton of oreos in yeah so i heard somebody say the other day about uh a sleeve of oreos you know it's like a late night snack because they're sweet tooth they need a whole sleeve of oreos oh yeah so a, a glass of the oreo <laughs> stout the whole sleeve of oreos yeah. i love it yeah, that, that that was like a snack for me. I remember yeah. like the night I cracked it, it was like, you know, after a couple more beers, you know, it was my last beer, my nightcap. And I just remember being like, this is exactly like eating an entire sleeve of Oreos before I go to bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to talk to you about this before, Dan, but uh, we'll see how how we feel after the Sumatran. But I have a can aging of utterly absurd. Yep. Oh. I have a can oh. of aging down <laughs> in my fridge. I oh, anytime I get like a really good stout, I 
I just put it in the back of my fridge. I'm like, all right, I will have you in maybe a year, maybe five. I don't know. Yeah. I've got like a Scrooge McDuck vault of like stouts. I just kind of like dive into when I get home. Um, but it, it's funny because, uh, I actually got utterly absurd through another beer, which was stick man's bake shop. Cheesecake yeah, yeah. We had the Oreo uh, cream ale. Yeah. So I had just had that one and that one was, I mean, Ethan knocked it out of the park on that one. Yeah. It was cool seeing like two styles with like yeah. Oreo. Yeah. Because it was definitely like, it was definitely different. Like I had the, I had that bake shop cream, uh, cream ale. Yep. And I was like, man, this would be, I, I thought it was going to be a stout because <laughs> it was like Oreos stout. And then like a week later it was like 10, seven drop utterly absurd. And I was like, Holy shit. Oh, I gotta get it. <laughs> um, your mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine um, a barrel aged Oreo style. Oh, don't do that to me. Yeah. Don't get my hopes up. You, <laughs> this you, might happen soon. You, 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 get bur- you get bourbon involved with that one too? Maybe a little bourbon? Oh, man. That's All a right. sleeve of Oreos I want to eat right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just went to six from six to midnight here. Yeah. I just want to dip Oreos <laughs> in bourbon right now. <laughs> All right. Screw this milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan, you finished your, uh, your Saison. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I, pre- I'm about I pre-gamed to, the episode. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to crush this thing here. And let's, uh, let's, uh, give our final, final, our Jerry Springer final thoughts on this one. <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, ultimately refreshing. Yeah. It had the elements that I enjoy of yeah. having that after dinner wine on Thanksgiving where I take my dad nap on the couch while I'm watching football and gave it some, it was just like light and refreshing, but didn't like weigh me down like wine would, but it still gave me like those dry oaky notes on my palate, which I enjoyed. No, I, I definitely feel like I could crush a whole bomber of this. Yeah. Like, if that went down so easy, and I'm, I don't feel like that, like you were saying, I don't feel that weighed down feeling. Um, like if it was an entire bottle of wine. Right. But I, I, I mean, I feel like that comes with the Saison style. Yeah. It's not inherently f- filling. Um, the carbonation was nice on it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, I mean, Saison, like that farmhouse, you usually get like a highly carbonated. Um, this was a barrel aged. Yeah. So a little bit a little toned bit down. Less, yeah. Yeah. So it was nice. The mouthfeel was nice on it. Um, yeah, I, I think all the flavors mixed well together. Doing a wine, a wine barrel aged saison, I think that is almost like the perfect style to do. Totally. Um, coming out of this, I, I mean, I've never had that before. I haven't either. Uh, so you know, this is definitely one that I will be thinking about, and uh, definitely hitting you guys up. Like, hey, when are you guys going to do another one of these? <laughs> so before you go on, so what after we blended. We then pulled and refilled the hibiscus red wine barrel. Oh. And we put raspberries and Britannomyces in it and then put that barrel aside. So we'll be tasting that, I don't know, probably in a month or two. Yeah. Um, see how that's tasting. But, you know, that should have a little bit of, you know, dimension of flavor to that beer. That sounds like a nice way to ring in 2021 right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Really yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, you need to put the uh, you need to put the uh, the champagne cork on the on the top of that yeah. one. <laughs> it's um, over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, so, do we pop right into this next one, Dan? You want to talk to them a little bit more? What do you, what do you I'd like know? to talk to them a little bit more while we drink this. Okay. I feel like we can kill two birds with one stone, Tom. I think we can. I agree. <laughs> I, I believe in us. I believe in us, Dan. I see a lot of empty glasses over there, more than <laughs> usual, because we only usually talk to one brewer at a time. When I'm staring at four empty glasses over there, I'm getting like, oh man, we need to crack it. Yeah, it's beer. imposing. These, these guys are these guys are getting dry mouth over there. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna grab the glasses, man. Yeah, I'm gonna finish cleansing my palate because I'm a douche like that. Um all right, so we're gonna move on to a completely different style. Um, we're going to do, uh, Sumatran sunrise again by, you guessed it, 10, seven brewing company. Um, so this was listed on untapped as, uh, as a sweet slash milk stout. Um, so I, I didn't really know how to, uh, I didn't know how to categorize this. Uh, I listed it as a milk stout because it does have the lactose in it. Um, but it's also a coffee stout, which I mean, I guess they're two kind of different, but can be the same. So what I looked when I looked at like a, the style guide, I went off of the sweet stout, which kind of goes, I mean, coffee and cream right there, Oh yeah, right there, right there in the, in the overall impressions, you're getting coffee and cream. So right. I, I would say overall sweet stout. Yeah. I'm really excited about this one here also because, uh, Sumatra coffee from backyard beans. That's uh, that's local to you guys up there, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, So, I mean, the fact that you guys hailed them as the real star of this spear is pretty cool. Uh, We've talked, um, I guess, a few times with breweries, you know, utilizing coffee in their stouts. Um, You know, Locust Lane. Locust Lane. um, Of course, Stolen Sun, because Jonathan is a master roaster, so... Yeah, I mean, so obviously I mean, he's gonna have a we're I gonna th- talk coffee with us. I feel like this is this is the third coffee centric beer we've had on the podcast with Locust Lane. As far Stone as Sun. I can remember, yeah. As far as I can remember at this present time. Yeah. No one's gonna call me out on it because you know. So third. <laughs> <laughs> but um I always get really excited as a coffee drinker when I see a like something like a coffee centric stout really gets me hyped so i'm really excited to uh crack into this one and talk about it all right so uh dan you want to give us a little description on this one yeah so um i like this one here because um obviously you said it was a milk stout here so sumatran sunrise we dialed back the darker malts to let the robust sumatra coffee from backyard beans be the real star here notes of dry dark fruit sweet chocolate and roasty goodness contains lactose 6.6 percent alcohol by volume it's been a low abv episode here yeah 4.04 on untapped yeah back to back the same abv same untapped rating (laughs) exactly the fix is in boys yeah (laughs) um all right what do you guys uh, the nfl (laughs) let's crack into this all right we have one two three Ah, oh, good crack, boys, yeah. all around. So, when we were trying to, uh, we were trying to decide uh, what beers to do. Um, I was kind of like, I, I think Dan and I both agreed on the something classy. 
uh, Dan wanted to do your, uh, your double dry hopped IPA. Star command. Yeah. yeah. I'm a hazy boy. Yeah. Um, I kind of convinced them to go with this stout because they want to cheers us right now. Oh, Look yeah. at those guys. Yeah. Right, they're they're waiting go. for us over there. All right. When you got four glasses staring down at you right now, you got cheers. All right. <laughs> Boys, Slancha. Cheers guys. Cheers. Um, so, uh, I kind of, I was like, well, let's let, maybe let's do a stout just because, uh, one, we don't get to do stouts as often as I would personally like to, uh, stouty boy. Yeah. Um, and the other being that I know just from my experience with you guys that you guys kind of excel in the stout arena. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I will say if some of my yeah some of my favorite have been out of ten uh, seven definitely, but some of my hazy favorite hazies have been out of there too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pick up I pick up the haze. Oh man, what was the the one that really like knocked my socks off? The child. It was when Mandalorian was like real hot and you guys did that. The child, it was like a 10% like triple. Episode nine. Episode nine. That was it. Yeah. yeah. That was the one. Yeah. There was like a triple. Yeah. Wasn't it? It was like a 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had to uh, play a show down the street at the North Penn or at the North Penn fire hall. I think it was or North Wales fire hall. And that was the beer I pregame to. And I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I was like, this beer is delicious. I got to the, I got to the show and I'm like, I can't play right now. <laughs> was, that, was, was that with Grayson or last call? It was the last call. Yeah. So you didn't really, <laughs> everybody kind of played like they are uh three, 10, 10% beers deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you didn't hear that from me though. Um, so I'm much like all of your other stouts that I've had really enjoying this one. Oh Yeah. Um, the coffee comes out really well in this. And like you said, you're letting, you're letting backyard beans be the real star, like the real MVP of this beer. Very coffee forward. Um, I like the amount that you have used the lactose because it's not reading like that, like desserty milk stout. It's just enough to give it like a nice pillowy mouthfeel. It gives it that like a little bit of a cream. It's a like, subtle creaminess. Yeah, it's just yeah. like coffee and cream. And it's not like obviously the, the the coffee is the star here. But I think that just like nice little bit of lactose backbone to it is I mean, I, I think that it's just like a perfect blend. It's like coffee with a little bit of cream in it. And that's the way I like to drink it. If I don't drink it black, I, it's just so the littlest splash, which little splash. you would mm-hmm. be surprised the amount of Starbucks baristas that cannot understand what a splash means. <laughs> they mean, they, they think it's, Oh, I'm going to take my little pitcher of milk and just go flop. That's yeah. my splash. Yeah. Pre pandemic. Like Tom would just like reach through the drive through and says like, just give me the cream. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is uh, this is great. Um, it's like it's almost like drinking like a cold brew, where you give it that like like we we're we're saying just like that splash of cream to cut the the bitterness down. Yeah, but the you're getting a great mix of that roast of the malt with the with the coffee bean. Yeah, like naturally, like cold brew has the, like the low acidity, mm-hmm. um, and I think that the lactose in this kind of gives it that cold brew low acidity kind of taste to it which i like 
And uh, another thing is if you have listened to our podcast, you know that Dan and I are a sucker for uh, can art. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me get out of the way. Yeah, we have a ton of labels on the fridge. I love the watercolor label here. This is I, this is one of the best labels I've seen in, in recent uh, recent beer tastings. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this one, too. Yeah, I'm a I'm a sucker for like consistent label art, like people who basically have a template and they kind of just mold the template around it. Like a lot of your beers, for example, you know, you have your little badge that you guys always put kind of like top center of all your beers and then you have your artwork under it. Um, a lot of breweries like Workhorse and stuff. I love those breweries that have like a templated style because it's a beer that you can see from across the room and still know what type of brewery it is. Like mm-hmm. when I first saw you guys at Kunda Beverage with the milky, milky, shaky, shaky, like you can see that badge like right above the logo and I can see it from a distance and I'm like, there's 10, seven, you know, distributing. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so how do you, your, your can art, do you have like a, a specific artist that you work with or is it kind of like, um, do you go artist per, you know, whatever beer you're making? We have an artist, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we're actually, I think this was the first can for our second label artist. Um, we had, we had a guy for a while, first, I don't know, nine, 10 months of 2020. And then he just was kind of overworked. He had too many things going on. So he recommended a friend of his to take over, you know, basically he kept the, the template, like you said, and, um, started putting his own artwork in. And I believe this was the first beer that he did with his own artwork. And yeah, I really like this one too. It's, it's really cool. But again, maintaining that same template, um, we vary a little bit from it a, from time to time. My daughter did our very first can, which was uh, star command. And yeah. it did, we didn't have a template or anything at that time. So we morphed that a little bit into, you know, we've done double dry up star command, which Dan, I think you just had yep. yesterday. Um, so that one is, you know, a take on the original star command, um, you know, real fake doors. She did that label. So a couple of them, my daughter has done and we've, we've tried to, move that a little bit into our template, but yeah, uh, we, we have, uh, you know, a couple guys that have done some great artwork for us. Star command is a cool style too, because it has that pop culture. Like, I guess people our age are into like, you know, like, like that whole toy story, like star command, like buzz Lightyear style. Like as soon as I saw the very first star command, I had a friend of mine who like dropped a can off to me as like a payment for something. And I remember being like, this is so rad. <laughs> That's a great label too. I love that. Label. I'm going to look it yeah, up because our pop culture label coming out in December, which is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, you guys have another one? You guys, uh, it's, it's, it's altogether different, but it's, um, I don't know, Scott, something Scott and Adrian, our other, uh, assistant brewer, you know, he's I guess they were into that. That card. It's, it's old. It's right? another nineties animated thing, but okay. Not as obvious as, well, not as mainstream as Toy Story, but it's still pretty. It was like a 93 movie, right? Mm, I don't think there's a movie. So I was thinking of, um, I can't remember what it was. It was like the first. They're talking about one that's coming out. So. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember. 
<clears throat> well, I thought we were talking about Star Command still. Uh, oh, um, yeah, I, I was I was looking up Star Command because I was like, uh, were you getting a lot of Galaxy Quest? No, it was. Um, I'm trying to think like it was like the first video game I've ever I not the first video game, but the first like computer game I ever played. And it was like Mark Hamill. Um, there was it, it was some kind of video game. It was like Star Commander or something like that. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know like what the, the I guess the Star Command kind of came off of that. Yeah, I'll take I'll text you the uh, can. I, I definitely took a picture of it because I was like, man, this is I have to remember this can. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is like. I wanted to put like the little bubble helmet on and everything and just have like the little like communicator on my arm. <laughs> um, so what, uh, what is your, what's your brewing philosophy or I guess what, what goes behind your brewing or your, and your menu variety? We like to have something for everyone. It actually says that in, I think our untapped, um, you know, for, for 10, seven, we, we, we want somebody to come in here and find something they're going to like to drink, uh, beer wise, of course. Yeah. So we do typically offer a good variety of different styles and things. Obviously we like, we do a lot of hazies. We do a lot of stouts. Um, but you know, we're also doing lagers, pilsners, um, a lot of, yes, seasons. We're doing a lot of, of sours too. Kettle sours. Yeah, you um, guys did the, um, I guess the pies like us um, series that you're doing with tattered flag. We've done those with tattered flag. Um, we have a lot of our own that we do. We, I think we do those really well too. Um, Euphoria is the the latest uh, kettle sour we we've had out, and um, you know we've done a lot with a lot of like a fruit and a botanical combination. Oh, okay. Some, just a couple of fruits, but uh, I think we have mango, pineapple, pineapple right now. Right yeah, uh, we've had nectarine chamomile. Yeah, nectarine had, chamomile was so good. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other botanical? Uh, lemon verbena. Yeah, lemon verbena and raspberry. That one was really good too. So you know, and that those have gone over really well. So yeah, we like to have something that when you come in here, you're going to find at least one beer or beer style that you like. Right mm-hmm. now, we're a little bit yeah. we're a little bit heavy on hazies <laughs> right now. Yeah, uh, I was a kid in a candy store when I first got came to you guys. <laughs> yeah, right now it's so hard to to figure out the, the ratio. You know, how much to have in house, how much to distribute, how much you know, which we can this, should we crowd or that. So we're still kind of working our way through all, all that. But we found ourselves in a position right now where we're real heavy on hazies, which I mean, none of us mind. We all we all like them, but you know, we have a blonde. It'll be back out in about a week and a half or so. We have the dark check lager coming out. Um, yeah, that sounds really cool. So we'll we'll have a few more styles that that are you know varied. So yeah, we like we just like to have something for everybody. Yeah, I think that's a great philosophy to have. I mean, that's I feel like that's how a brewery is going to succeed. Is not just uh, I don't want to disparage anybody. Um, this is where kind of Dan and I differ as far as, uh, as far as, uh, you know, best friends and podcast hosts go. I'm not really a big fan of, uh, the hazies and the, and the, the double IPA craze. Um, it's nothing against the beer. I do enjoy drinking them. It's, it's more so, uh, the, 
the following or like it's like a cult like following that they've gotten where I'm like know. the 90s PSA like a uh, bully who tries to peer pressure him into hazies <laughs> all the time. I'm just like, you're not cool unless you drink in this hazy double IPA. <laughs> but the thing is, like I, I've talked to Dan about this a lot. It's like I, I don't have anything against hazy IPAs. I, I do think that they are delicious. Um, and Dan is not like the kind of hazy drinker that I have a problem with. It's the people that you see online that's like, it, oh, it's it's either hazy or it's nothing. Like if it's if this beer isn't hazy, it's a 0.5. You know, and it's it's like, dude, you gotta you gotta open yourself up to other avenues. It's beers haven't been hazy for hundreds and hundreds of years until <laughs> like recently. That's like a, it's like a recent thing. And, uh, you can't, if you wanted to say like your hazy is your favorite beer, great, more power to you, but don't disparage any other kind of beer. You know, a, a lager takes a lot of, a lot of skill, uh, to make. And, uh, there's not a lot of, it's basically like the acoustic guitar of beers where it's like, <laughs> you can't hide any imperfections in a lager or a Pilsner, you know, where, uh, you know, these hazy IPAs are, they're, they're quicker to make. Uh, I mean, they're not, not that they're any easier, but they take less time. Um, and you can hop the shit out of them and they're still going to taste great. Yeah. And there's still, yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a significant market for it right now. Yeah. So for like breweries, especially during like this time, like the moneymaker right there is because there is a significant population that is hazy or bust. Oh yeah. And, and believe me, I've, I've, <laughs> I've talked ad nauseum about like, I get the, when you have tens of thousands of people saying, I want hazy IPAs, you got to brew hazy IPAs. It just doesn't make business sense to say, you know, stick to your guns and say, oh, it's not a good style. I'm going to brew only lagers, you know, um, but it's just I, I guess, you know, my my whole thing behind it is it's not a be all end all. You don't hate the style. You just hate the people. Yeah. There yeah. you go. It's a hype beast thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And. and yeah. Don't, don't say that on any forums because you will get lambasted because I'm not a beast. I know my beer. It's artisan. Oh yeah. Artisanal. Artisanal. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a word that makes sense in beer. Um, we have 14 taps and we do not have 14 hazies on tap. We have a great selection. They do. Which is, which is very admirable because there are some breweries out there that will, you'll go into and, it's like they have 10 taps and eight of them are double IPAs. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's refreshing to see breweries that have depth to them. Yeah. Um, and I think that was one of the reasons why when we kind of sat down, cracked a few beers and, um, you know, talked about, Hey man, what kind of breweries do you want to have on this podcast? <laughs> and, uh, I was like, yeah, 10 seven's gotta be up there because you were, I mean, you were fawning over the stouts. I'm, I'm over here fawning over the hazies. We're like, we, we can't do another hazy boy, stouty boy episode. We're, we're definitely going to bring the Saison into this. Um, but, you know, this was top. You guys were top of our list because of your diversity. Appreciate that. Um, so going into that, <clears throat> would you say that one of your most popular styles is your 
milky, milky, shaky, shaky. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys have like a ton yeah. of different variations and I see like it's it's widely distributed um, where I mean, like you said, when we were kind of going over where we're from and everything, you guys, you dropped Limerick right there. And I had no idea they were you guys were in there. But, you know, just seeing like how wide of a net you guys have cast, it's like Milky Milky Shaky Shaky is one of those ones that I've seen like in like distributors around here. So it is a popular style. And I would say like. My wife is a huge fan of it too. Dude, we had uh we had breweries in PA on uh a couple episodes ago and you know, we like to ask all of our guests, you know, what's what's your favorite recent beer? And I think it was Matt said Matt yeah. first thing he said was milky milky shaky shaky. Yeah, Matt was like, all about that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's a guy that has had literally every beer in Pennsylvania, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think, I think he was, he was at the brewery after I left too. So like yeah. after I met you guys, yeah. like well, he, night, <laughs> actually he's texted me already since we've been talking. Yeah, Matt's a great guy. I um I sent him a message because I saw he like posted like almost the exact same photo. I'm like, I feel like we just follow each other around <laughs> Pennsylvania. We just go to the same breweries. <laughs> we go to naked. We're like, oh hey, look, they're hanging out naked. <laughs> um yeah, you no. About, sorry, you talked about distributing. We're actually this week coming up, we'll be um sending a bunch of cans out to Lancaster. There's a couple of spots in Lancaster. That uh, oh, you awesome. know, to, to supply them and Downingtown's coming up too. So we're yeah we're we're spreading out a little bit. Oh, Downingtown's a huge. Uh, well, it was it used to be a pretty big mecca for craft beer. It still kind of is too. I mean, they used to have their the beer store down there. I don't know if it's still there. Um, the Downingtown the, uh, the beer store was in uh, Fraser. Oh no, there was the um, the craft. Uh, the, it was like kind of like Keystone, but it was in Downingtown. Oh 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 yeah, the uh, the the homebrew shop. Yeah, Downingtown Homebrew. Yeah. It's uh, the guy from Root Down. Yeah, it, it was his place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, no, I, I mean it's always great to see uh, breweries uh, distributing. You know, getting to the point where you can distribute out more. Um, I I really get stoked on it. Like when I go to yeah. the uh, when I go to the cases, especially when they're keeping them cold too. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, it's great because, you know, you have, especially in like in this time that you can't, not everybody can get up, you know, up to a Lansdale area, um, all the time, uh, as much as they would like to, uh, mainly me. Yeah. Um, Hey Dan, when are you going up to Lansdale? Yeah. Um, your practice space is in Hatfield. Are you going to go by North Wales? But it's great to see a brewery that, you know, you, would talk about to your friends say, Oh, you got, you haven't tried 10, seven yet. Come on. Like, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, I, I, I don't get up to North Wales ever, but to be able to say, Oh, they're in Downingtown or they're, you know, they're in King of Prussia or, you know, it, it's, it's very nice to see uh, that quality beer is getting out to the masses to where everyone Definitely. can kind of try some, you know, we have, we have a buddy that lives out in Honeybrook and he's just kind of getting into, into craft beer. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he can't, he can't go out to like a, say like a Jameson PA or, yeah, you know, but he's got suburban right around the corner. It's nice that he's like, and you know, we're, we're bringing him beer. We're bringing him suggestions, but you know, he, he you have that beer shop out there where if he can get out there, it's, it's just widening your, your audience as it were. Exactly. 
Twine New Trail so hype. Yeah. <laughs> so hot right now. <laughs> Devante's got that too, because they're Levante's a lot of places too. Yeah. And they also deliver. Yeah, and it's making solid beer that's just readily available. Just gives you a big name, you know. Yeah. And don't forget we will be delivering too. Oh, got some delivery going on. Shipping. About a month. I'm sorry, what was that? In about a month, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. What uh, what kind of area are you going to be shipping to? Pennsylvania and D.C. Oh, okay. Okay, So it's like statewide. Nice. That's big news. Can't wait to see the post on brewersandpa.com. Well, yeah. I mean, I I, kind (laughs) of got a little inside baseball that you guys are collabing with them coming up. We are. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, February. Yeah, I think February it'll be. Yeah, it'll be coming out February. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it for. It's one of those things that you talk about, and then it sort of just you know, life gets in the way, and uh, so. But it, it's been in the works for a while. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and when I uh, when I was uh, throwing little jabs at uh, at Matt for being up at like. <laughs> 10 seven right after I was there, he was like, Oh yeah, we're get we got this collab coming. And I'm like, Oh, well, I didn't want to ask too much. I'm like, all right. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, man, they are like a, they're on like a, uh, they're on like a, a collaboration, like trail right now. Oh yeah. They're on like the hype beer run right now. Yeah. Those guys, I don't, I don't know how they find the time. To be honest, like, I, I mean, I, I already have like, like very bad heartburn from all the beer I'm drinking now. So <laughs> I think, um, I think my health is uh, taking a turn for the worse. I'm sorry, Tom, I might not have to be your uh, co-host anymore. Yeah. Um, all right. So we talked about, uh, we talked about, you know, uh, your brewing philosophy and everything and what, what influences your beer. Um, what, what other breweries, they, what other, what other breweries are out there in uh, other beer? Uh, that are some of the influences on you in into the beer that you're brewing. Should we go one at a time? I don't know. However you want to do it. Let's go. Um, well, definitely just as like someone younger to get into craft, the craft beer scene, I'm definitely influenced by like the more modern pioneers. Like, I mean, I went to school in Boston, so I've been drinking Trillium since before I was 21. Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, so like I really like Trillium. They were probably the first like, re- like in my opinion, really high quality craft beer that I was exposed to, and I was supposed to really early, so I was lucky on that. Um, I really like Fermentary Form in Philly, making only wild sours, and um, it's just like a new thing for me too. And I go there pretty often to get to try out some. That's like, we were really excited about trying new styles at the brewery itself, making them. I'm really excited about trying new wild ales and stuff like that. And then, um, other influences, probably something like other, I don't know. I really like other half. Um, but these are just a lot of the breweries I've had, uh, around here too. So I guess Russian river, if we're going like Russian river and the lost Abbey too. A lot of like two classic breweries. I yeah. feel like a lot of influence from them too. I mean, I love hearing like brewers talk about, you know, uh, kind of like classic style brewing, um, influencing, influencing them. Like, like you said, like a Russian river, even mm-hmm. like a trillium. Like I, I know like they're, uh, 
crazy about their like hazy IPAs, but they they've been doing it for so long that it's just like they were doing it before it was hype. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Um, I mean, I'm sort of influenced by anything that I drink. Um, I would say like locally, uh, definitely free will. I mean, free will has been sort of since like they opened right when I turned 21. Uh, so they were sort of like that first craft, uh, that craft area, like locally that I was having. Um, so they definitely are an influence and sort of like seeing, seeing their progression to what they are, what they were to what they are now, um, is definitely like, uh, super opening and definitely like something that I have wanted to stride towards that hopefully that we will someday be, be what they are, you know? Um, and then when it comes to like other beer like that, I mean, like Scott was saying, like Trillium and stuff like that, we get that pretty, pretty frequently, I would say. And there's definitely like those, those, those hype breweries in the area, uh, like in the U S that are sort of like, what, what do we strive to be? Hopefully, you know, yeah. um, like the veil down in Richmond. I mean, that stuff is like, that's like on another level that like I would hope to be someday. Um, I also like recently, uh, Anchorage brewing company. I don't know if you get, you said you use stouts. Uh, I mean the stouts at Anchorage, like the barrel age stuff that they're putting out is, is pretty incredible. Uh, it's uh oh, what are you pulling out? Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we've yeah. got we've got a couple on I'm, reserve here. I'm on a mission to get Gabe on this podcast. That beer is oh, fantastic. <laughs> I that would be awesome. We've left the- him several voicemails and maybe a couple of emails. Um, <laughs> kind of like uh yeah, we're kind of like that annoying ex girlfriend. Yeah. Per my last email, please come on. I'm begging you, please come on. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean the barrel age stuff that they're putting yeah, is it's it's ruthless um and i i just hope that uh i hope that we could someday strive to be like something like that you know so it, uh, it's a huge it is a we are in a huge industry uh and like i i've said before i'm just sort of thankful to be here uh just sort of kicking it with them you know it uh it's so it's funny because we've talked uh, we've talked a couple times on this podcast about how free will does not get the respect that it deserves um, because everybody mentions like at some point in our podcast, someone mentions free will. It, they're like the Kevin Bacon of PA craft beer where somebody is involved with free will <laughs> at some point. Like we had no idea about like naked and then yeah. like we had Ethan from Stickman on. He there, started at free will and I'm like. Like who else are we gonna have on to head? They're like, like free will. they're like the Pittsburgh Pirates of uh, of craft beer, where like they get all these all these big stars and then they just trade them away to other breweries. <laughs> Hannah from Naked is like McCutcheon. <laughs> we had a really cool collab lined up with Free Will pre COVID, um, which was really exciting for me. I've been drinking there for a long time, so I was really looking forward to that, and. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get back on track with it, but it's going to be pretty, pretty cool when it comes out. I'll, it's free will and another, um, local favorite. Yeah. yeah. Local favorite, uh, okay. uh, not a brewery, but it's going to be really cool when that comes okay. out. So look out for that one too. I love the mystery that all yeah. four of these guys have, uh, enshrouded this podcast and I just get it so hype. I'm just like, Oh, awesome. speaking of mystery, we have some really cool stuff coming, you know, it's going to start teasing this week for December. 
Oh man. Oh. Hype train. Yeah. What's that? Barrel aged out wise. Oh, now you're speaking my language. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, um, so Bob and Jerry, you guys homebrewed before what, um, so what was your, what were like, what breweries or beer influenced you guys to get into doing that? Um, he's Canadian, so he needs another minute or so to. <laughs> well, he's Canadian. Does he need another beer? Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey, hey, <yeah. laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, the, the um, what influenced us, I, I have to mention a couple of places. Um, my cellar beers that I'm really excited about, um, the classic Bourbon County, um, Lagunitas, Founders, uh, you know, I have a ton the heavy of that. hitters right there. And, uh, but Free Will, again, is, is something that's not really new to yeah. me, yeah. but, uh, you know, I've, I've uh, been, since they've been open, seven years or so, uh, I've loved that. So, those are my those are my influences, and um, I'm looking forward to our barrel program. Like they, like these guys have said, that, that we're going on the same road with them. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's awesome to hear that. Like, uh, we we uh, actually just talked about uh, the Bourbon County stuff because there was a bit of controversy controversy um, with the whole Bourbon County release of people kind of getting shamed for buying it. Yeah. Not supporting local, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, because they're supporting InBev and everything. And to be honest, like, I mean, you don't hate the, don't hate the beer, you know, hate, you know, you can, you can have your like opinions about the company and everything, but at the end of the day, that beer is great. Thanks. Great. They make great beer. Even and still. A good point is that a lot of, uh, local places are getting like local beer distributors and mom and pop shops are getting bourbon County. in, and if you don't buy it from them, then they waste hundreds of dollars on right. case of these bottles. Yeah. And, and they're making money. They're a small business too. Island, so, you know, yeah. but it, and my, my whole thing was if you, if you go one day and you buy one, you, you spend, so I bought three bottles of bourbon County. Thanks, baby boy. <laughs> so I bought three bottles. You know, I want to drink one. I want to age one. And I bought one for for uh, young homie over here. Um, you my boy blue. <laughs> so I spent 36 bucks, but I spent $36 on one day of the year that went to InBev. Let where, me tell you about the PA brewery tab that we have running here. <laughs> yeah. Every, you know, uh, 364 days a year I'm supporting PA uh, brewery. Yeah. So it's like, do you really need to go out and shame yeah. somebody for getting a, a beer that has been hyped for, I don't know, uh, a decade. I will say I love the beer, but InBev did just lay off an entire group of Goose Island employees in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. right after right after the Bourbon County. Yeah, right after the Bourbon County release. Um, great beer, but InBev as a company, pretty shady to do that. Yeah, apparently the employees came to work and they didn't even know that they were closing and it was the last night they were open. I just wanted, I just tried to go two days ago and they were closed. Yeah, yeah it, it is kind of conspicuous that... Uh, they, they just made a killing off of a release and then they just, well, it, 
you know, I, I think it was strategic that they did that uh, right after the Bourbon County release, because if they did that before it, people would have revolted against the Bourbon County. I know if, if I saw, oh, uh, InBev just closed down Goose Island, Philly, like I would have been like, all right, well, I guess I'm not getting Bourbon County this year. So slimy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, we had mentioned, I know we talked about free will, not getting enough credit for uh, the beers that they make. Uh, I will say we, I think we consent like everybody at the brewery we talked about. I, I think Ralphius uh, might be better than Bourbon County. Ralphius is uh, one of the first yeah. beers we had on this podcast. Actually, yeah. <laughs> when we turned craft beer, um, a buddy actually of mine from Lansdale. Um, we had a 20, 20- 2015 Ralphius 2015 uh we had a 2015 Ralphius um yeah uh one of our past guests Mike Doherty brought a 2015 Ralphius here and it was awesome yeah I mean Lansdale staple by the way Lansdale staple yeah listen to Merritt yeah Merritt pop punk um yeah uh, Ralphius I would say would be like the equivalent of a of a uh Bourbon County release because when they release that it's like everyone goes out buys it, ages it. And you, I mean, some people do like the anniversary. You're like, all right, well, I just bought the 2020 time to drink the 2019. Yeah. Tons of people who buy bourbon County on black Friday also try to buy Ralphius, you know, like it's not the NLB all that you buy bourbon County and that's your barrel age. Right. Most barrel age stats are craft. And a lot of people support free will for all that they deserve for all the pioneering, but also Ralphius. Yeah. It's amazing. And I would say that, uh, uh, almost a hundred percent of the people that buy Bourbon County, uh, every other day of the year are not going out and buying like Bud heavies, like right. Bud heavies are my, my <laughs> beer choice. Mm-hmm. But it's also cool. Like what you guys brought up other breweries getting barrel programs together. Like, I feel like next year, like, especially after kind of the year of releases we've had here with Barrel Ages, I feel like next year, like, there's going to be a huge PA-centric release on the Bourbon County anniversary that they're going to try and saturate the market. And I think it's going to be a good thing for PA to have that competition against Bourbon County. Like, hey, listen, we've got this going for us. Like, we're going to put years on them and everything, too. You want your 2020? You want your 2019? You know, you want all of these? They're going to, there's going to be competition route Ralphius obviously being the first, but there's going to be a lot of them out there. And tattered flag and stable 12 already do it too. Exactly. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Those are two I know. Yeah. Um, so I crushed this, uh, <laughs> I crushed this, uh, this stout, but, uh, you know, inherently I I'm, I'm a, uh, a malt guy. I mean, I'm just enjoying every drop of this. Yeah. This has been like a, it's just like a boozy cold brew. It's what it is. Yeah, I want to drink this while I'm at work, like on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> a little bit of caffeine. Yeah, and anyone who uh, who smells your breath is going to go, oh, man, he's just drinking a Oh, I work bro. from home. No one's smelling my breath. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. I forgot people worked at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll put it in a I'm coffee a, mug. <laughs> I'm, an old, I'm a road dog. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, this has been uh, fantastic. It's a uh, very mellow... Um, not overly bitter uh, from the coffee bean. Um, I think you, like I said before, I think you guys used a, a fantastic amount of lactose. Uh, I think the ratio uh, was perfect. Um, 
because if you didn't, if you told me that there was no lactose in there, I'd, I'd say, I get it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know for like over- health reasons you had to put it on the can and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not overpowering. It's not like a, a classic, like milkshake stout, I would say like, a you know, like a thick, a thick boy as it were. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not too creamy in terms of like almost yeah. like bordering on like a dessert stout kind of yeah. taste to it. Yeah. Um, oh no. Yeah. We're aware. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's, it's super crushable. Yeah. 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 And that's really? six, at 6.6. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tempt me to, to crush a four pack of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. I sure brought more. Yeah. I know. I, I, I love a, we've, we talked about it in our, in our last episode. Like I love the, low ABV trend. Like I love being able to say like, all right, I enjoyed that beer. I can have another one and not feel like I'm going to be regretting it. And in the morning. Yeah. I've been on a serious tear of triples and quads. So (laughs) I love, I love low ABV. Don't get me wrong, but man, the hunting aliens. Oh my God. (laughs) Let me tell you about that beer. Which one? I, uh, the, the hunting aliens that, uh, that you put in that little pack, um, that triple IPA is dangerous, dangerously smooth. (laughs) 12.3. That's you wouldn't know it, right? Yeah. With the, uh, you guys had the Xenomorph on the, on the label and everything too. I was like, I was like nothing short of something (laughs) popping out of my chest that night. (laughs) Oh my God. Did you guys consult with Dan on how to like brew every aspect of that beer? (laughs) It triple hazy high ABV xenomorph. Yeah, <laughs> game over, man. <laughs> um, now, I mean, I, I'm. I think when we started this podcast, it was like everything was high. If it's not high ABV, if it's not like over eight, it's a shit beer. <laughs> that was like kind of like the sentiment from the craft beer community. Yeah. And like, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, um, we actually, I mean, we started this in like early spring and then like we started getting into the, the crushable season. Yeah. I would say like yeah. the craft beer. So like everything started to get like low ABV and we really settled in on that. Yeah. But back to the winner of our discontent. I'm going back to high ABV. <laughs> no, high, I like high ABV Dan's back. I say, I. I love a good crushable stout because I love. I do too. I love stouts, and I'm. I want to have more than one. I'm yeah. I'm kind of. I'm kind of over like the. Oh, this is a fifteen percent stout. Like, oh, cool. I can have half of this. <laughs> like, I, I I do like a. I like being able to enjoy more than one. You know, especially something like this where I'm like, all right, I would definitely have a second one of these. Um. So seeing that it's 6.6. All right, cool. I can have one and not just feel like utter dog shit in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, overall, fantastic beer. Great execution. Um, I mean, what I would be looking for in a stout, man, that's just coffee stout. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. This this was a great beer. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Dan, we have a... We have a little bit more time. We have a lot of questions here that we still have still to go have some, to. Some unanswered questions that we have to do. Do we uh do we venture to the back of my beer fridge? You gonna get that you gonna get that early absurd out? I mean, 
we've we haven't done any aged beers from my my fridge yet. <laughs> All right. So what do you want me to get into here? Um, uh, you want to talk to them about guilty pleasures? Oh, yeah. I mean, All right. if anyone I, I just talked about my ABV addiction here. <laughs> so let's talk about guilty pleasure beers here. <laughs> I'm going to go get that. All right. Yeah, go find something to while Tom ventures into the cellar here, uh, we're going to talk about uh, guilty pleasure beers, which is something that we kind of talk to all of our brewers about because everybody's got one. So um, I guess we'll start with the head brewer there, Matt. What is your guilty pleasure beer? Guilty pleasure beer. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm weird when it comes to. I don't know. It's. I don't know. It's I because uh, I'm I'm big on drinking like something new that I've never had before. Okay. Like I I'm always reaching for something new that I don't have. I will say probably Blue Moon though. Honestly, like if I'm at a bar and like <laughs> and like I'm like I'm just trying to drink something normal. Like yeah. I will I will order a Blue Moon every once in a while. Yeah, if I'm a if I'm a, at like a Chili's or an Outback Steakhouse yeah. or something, and you yeah. know the craft exactly. is the craft is lacking. Yeah, yeah, Blue yeah. Moon. <laughs> I would that, say that, that and it's funny because we talk about we talk about these guilty pleasure beers, and to be honest, there is a high level of respect that goes into some of these guilty pleasure beers in terms of yeah. the amount that they are brewing and the consistency. So when yeah. we talk about like guilty pleasure beers, I mean, these are respectable beers still like at the same yeah. time, like you're, you're going to drink a Miller light in Pennsylvania. That's going to taste the same in Tokyo. Like yep. exactly like consistency yep. across the board is respectable, but at yeah. the same time, there is that stigma in the craft beer world where it's quote a guilty pleasure. Yeah. So. Uh, agreed. Yeah. So if I'm, like you said, if you're, I'm at a Chili's or something, like usually <laughs> the IPA, like the craft IPA that they have on tap is usually like 60 minute by Dogfish Head. Yep, exactly. Consistent One, like, across the nation. Yeah. 60 minute uh, or like a blue moon, I guess. Yep. Yeah. I guess I guess those would probably be my my guilty pleasure beer. Yeah. When I'm like kicking back half price apps and everything, uh, you know, I want to make sure I'm getting like a 60 minute or a blue moon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll go down the line. Uh, Bob, guilty pleasure beer. I, I've been sitting here trying to think of what a guilty pleasure beer would be for me. And this is going to sound so pretentious, but <laughs> <laughs> if I go to a restaurant or, you know, if I go somewhere and I look at the beer list and I'm like, there's nothing on here. I want to drink. If there's a 60 minute, I'll take that. Or, yeah. You know. Otherwise, I'm not going to drink beer, to be honest with you. Like, I just don't, I don't know, man. It, it, it's No, I get it. I, I can't think of, of, a, of an actual guilty pleasure beer. My fridge, my closets. Oh, my God. With so many good <laughs> beers, whether it be 10-7, you know, Vail, Foam, wherever. Um, oh, look at this guy. He's just, he's just like peacocking over here. <laughs> I just on a Coke or something or water. Like I just don't want to, I don't, I don't want to drink a beer that I'm not really going to enjoy. We just to have a beer. Um, and so many of those beers to me are just like, I don't even want it. I don't know. 
All right. No, I get it. So um, maybe when you're going around, maybe something will, will some, pop up. Some you know what, Sam, how about this? Like a Sam Adams Boston lager. Oh, hey, that, that like like guilty that pleasure be, beer that is highly respectable. Yeah. Yeah. Would, wouldn't wouldn't even consider that guilty pleasure. Well, that's yeah, what we were saying. Like, it's kind of like an oxymoron with these yeah. guilty pleasures. Like, I've kind of like leaned them into what we kind of go over when we do yeah. the guilty pleasure. It's a, it, yeah, there, there really aren't any guilty pleasures when it comes to, to beer, because even if you say something like a, oh, I like a Miller High Life. All right. Well, they've been brewing that consistently for decades. Champagne yeah. of beers, baby. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to say you're embarrassed that you drink a, a Miller High Life, you can suck it. I saw a champagne bottle full of Miller High Life at Giant and I almost bought it. We've been Is over this. I'm very ashamed that you didn't. Yeah, I know. No, I'm sorry. Um. All right, so I grabbed the. Uh, there it is. Oh, nice. There it is. And I was I was really looking for a, a canned on date, and all over a year. So does that have a message on the bottom? Stupid shit, Michael says. Right. <laughs> my so head, Jerry's son. My head is an empty space. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I looked it up. The first check-in on Untapped was last November. Oh, oh, so yeah. this is over a year old. At least a year old. Yeah, so we got this like pre like. Yeah. No, you got that. Uh, you probably got that in April. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was April. It had yeah, to be like yeah. a month. Oh, was I talking about the tap? The on draft one? Right, right. Yeah. 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 Can, uh, April sounds familiar because I spent the month of April as a beer pirate. So, yeah. yeah see, I, I mean, this 2020 has felt like. 10 years. So yeah. I, I don't even know. I was in full Captain Jack Sparrow mode in April. So if you told me that it was last November, I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. It was that's, about 20 years. It was about 20 years ago. First batch was last November. All right. Do you want to crack it? Well, dare we, dare we crack it? I mean, we're only doing eight ounce pour of it. Why not? Yeah. You guys are all drinking beer. I'm, I'm jealous. Do you want to get our, uh, do you, we didn't, uh, let's, let's get an untapped, uh, we'll get an untapped pulled up while we're doing this. And we've, um, we've mentioned that untapped is just a cesspool of garbage and, uh, <laughs> everyone on there is, uh, an idiot and, uh, you know, stop, they rating, have no business rating beer, stop rating beers. Uh, just use it as a black book as you should. Um, I mean, that's what we're using it for. That's what the best thing is. Just keep it as a catalog. Um, you're slowly ruining the craft beer industry. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. We've been using it to catalog the beers that we have on the episode here, which you can follow by going to Best Best Friends Pod. That's Best Best Friends P-O-D. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of new metal here. <laughs> usually, uh, there, usually there's more at the end, but um, I will never skip a chance to do it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. Utterly absurd by, again, guess you guessed it. 10-7 Brewing Company. Really? <laughs> Who would have thunk? Um, it's an 8.5% alcohol by volume uh, imperial double milk stout. Uh, it's our Imperial Milk Stout Deja Mu. I like that. Uh, infused with lots and lots. Some would say an absurd amount of Oreos. <laughs> um, I'm a I'm a big fan of dad jokes. Uh, as a as a dad, uh, you know, 
definitely uh it's a group of dads over here yeah partake in in some <laughs> dad jokes and i i love the the punniness of the utterly absurd yeah um, i'm a sucker for a can art so like if you've got a nice punny little label for your beer i'm in yeah <laughs> um 4.16 on untapped so uh, the imbeciles at Untapped are are rating this, I would say, appropriately. <laughs> um, so uh, I won't let my true feelings about Untapped, you know, go out there. But uh, you've been sweating them this entire time. <laughs> They've been seeping into the microphone. Um, all right, you've been so. in that tracksuit just sweating your Untapped yeah. observations and yep. opinions. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so I'm going to crack this bad boy. Anyway, One, one two. Three. Oh man, we're just gonna sit here and keep gushing over ten seven while they, all four of them look at us. <laughs> so yeah, not something we do often is uh, you know come out of the cellar with a beer and kind of uh, talk about it, but. I mean, we're a huge fan, so we're going to do it. <laughs> this is the this is the first one on the podcast from my seller program. So, and while he's pouring that, we haven't gotten to uh, we haven't gotten to Jerry yet, but we want to talk about your guilty pleasure beer. All right, I'm going to get my balls busted for this, but uh, oh gosh, it might be. I guess a, M- a Molson. I had a Molson Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they say it's not great, but a Molson Ice. That's the one. Never had Molson Ice, actually. <laughs> it's not good. More than 35 years, so... Uh, but he's I 75 years Molson old, ice, so... <laughs> gonna be. I'm I mean, gonna he looks... Be. Yeah, he's gonna be. I'm gonna be. You don't look so a day over had, 74. In my yard, I was doing leaves, right? And um, I spent a lot of hours out there working in the yard. And so, in in... My past, doing a lot of work like that, I could drink a lot of beers during the day. But if, we, if they were all you know, 6, 8, 10% craft beers, I would not have been able to drink a lot of beers all day. So my guilty pleasure is Yingling Premium Light. Oh, okay. Premium yeah, light. I premium like it. Light. Okay. Um, there's not many beers that uh, would make me turn my nose up at someone. But the Yingling Light, I'm I'm gonna say like, all right, come on, man, man up and and just do the premium lager. I'm a lot. Log- <laughs> I'm a I'm a lager light fan. I haven't had the premium light though. That is that's one I haven't I haven't uh, dived into. But I can I can already tell it's probably pretty refreshing since it's probably like sixty percent water. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us have to watch our calories, Dan. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Like we, we've talked about, um, what we like to coin as, uh, the lawnmower beers, which are like the light, you know, light pilsners, light loggers and things that we enjoy, you know, doing yard work, mowing the lawn, things like that. So I can, I can totally understand that. Um, when I watch football on Sunday, I start with loggers. Like I just, I go to a nice, you know, four or 5% lager and I'll drink a couple of those before I, you know, start hunting aliens and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want it. The lawnmower beer is a beer that you want to taste good after the sun has been beating down on it for a half hour to an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you want yeah, that one that's going to be absurd, but I wouldn't want to drink it while I'm on the lawn. No, right. no, no. I usually have it in the cooler there. Cheers, brother. Daniel. 
All right. So we're going to give the uh, the old cellar beer a, a, a taste here. I already took a taste. <laughs> Definitely got a degree, a little bit more booziness to it, but I am enjoying this. <clears throat> Honestly, from what I remember... It's a bit more creamy. Yeah, definitely. Um, a bit more mellow. Um, I get what you're saying with the with the booziness. There is um, an inherent boozy after. It's almost like a it. chocolate liqueur to it. Almost. Yeah. Um, but I mean that it's so smooth. It's it, such it's a nice a, beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really regretting sharing this with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> This is one he should have cracked to have, have, like as I was leaving. Like, see you later, Tom. He's like, yeah, have a good night, man. We'll, we'll talk later. He's like, Kss. no, this is going down very, very smooth. Which, so I've been aging it for about uh, almost a year. So I'm going to guess it's a little bit higher than the 8.5% that's advertised. Not too much. Not too much. No, it, it's not going to be like a, it's not going to be up towards like a 10, uh, where it would be like a, after like five years or so. But, um, two years I hear is the sweet spot. And I, uh, I talked to somebody about that. So I hear like with these bourbon, especially with these bourbon counties, I hear like two years is the real sweet spot for a, uh, barrel aged stout. I don't know. I'm going to ask the, uh, experts over here. I don't know. <laughs> but we, we, we have some in our personal stashes that go, go back a ways. And yeah, I've had like, I've had ones beyond that where I'm like, I really enjoy this. And then I've had some people say like two years is where it really like hits. It's like Zenith or something, but I don't know. 2016 is tasting real good right now. <laughs> well, you got, you, you got 2016 over there. I had one uh, like a month or two ago. It was very good. Nice. I mean, like we mentioned, we had a, a 2015 Ralphius. Uh, we may or may not have another 2015 Imperial Russian Stout coming up soon. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, two episodes. I'm 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 salivating. <laughs> um, uh, the the goat, the goat stout, as it were. What is it? Uh, old Rasputin. Oh, wow. nice. oh, look at all that. Look at that. Four people going <laughs> yeah. oh, all at once. <laughs> you know, you know that the breweries are a stout fan when you get that response. Oh, all in unison. Yeah, it's crazy when we get a crowd response. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a full house episode. <laughs> so. All right. Let's see. What have we been over here? Uh, so I think I think, everything, really. I think we haven't actually we did not talk to guilty pleasure beers with the uh the assistant brewer here the youngin the youngin the young yeah i know he's been he's been he's been hiding from it <laughs> i mean i guess because i'm younger i guess i don't know just coming straight out of college like rolling rock i don't think gets enough credit like number 33 baby consistency <laughs> cheapness not terrible. Yeah. Um, I drink it all day. Like, I don't know. At school, me and my roommates would always buy like a case of Rolling Rock and number 33 in the night. And, you know, no, you won't wake up in the morning. You don't feel like you just drank like a billion calories like I do when I drink stouts and hazies all night or, um, BA beer, Scott. Nice. Well, yes. Yeah. Used, used to be. Used, <laughs> used to, to be. All <laughs> the trobe. Well, I would say the same thing about the Yingling then too. It's like I don't even know if I've had Yingling Premium, but just Yingling Amber Lager, like 
just getting that on draft for while I'm eating or something, like just a beer to chug while I eat. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't know. You've never had a Yingling premium? I probably have, but it's not the Yingling that I have often, you know? It's always Yeah, just I mean, it's not the widely like di- like distributed, like popular on tap and everything. Yeah, it's usually like the amber lager, like the classic is always yeah. going to be wherever you go. It's always going to be that <laughs> like you really have to be searching to get premium. <laughs> the uh, like Jerry's going to the back of the distributor buying that premium light. <laughs> Let me point out that no, I'm not going to the back. It's readily available and at like 98 calories, 15 bucks, a 24 pack. <laughs> I could drink a case of those a day and not show any signs of beer drinking. Yeah. Right. When we were building this place, Jerry drank that as his water. It was <laughs> He's like, man, am I parched? <laughs> Feeling a little dehydrated. <laughs> Jerry didn't drink a drop of water. He had that. <laughs> I mean, at that, at that, uh, where you're at there, you might as well just go with a lion's head. At least you get a riddle with the, with the cap. Lion's <laughs> heads are fun at least, for sure. Nice, <laughs> Tom. The, uh, but the, the Rolling Rock, that's one beer that I could not agree with. Or the beer didn't agree with me. I, it had like a, so I went to, I went to be, uh, to, I went to beer. I went to beer. I went to, I went to beer. beer in college. I went to college out in Pittsburgh, uh, not too far from Latrobe. Um, back when it was, uh, it was actually brewed in Latrobe and, uh, it just, there was some, there was a taste to it that didn't agree with me. Um, but, uh, you know, speaking of guilty pleasure beers, I, um, my college beer was, uh, it was called Jacob's Best. Um, now, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this. I don't know if it was just like a Pittsburgh kind of beer, but uh, they don't make it anymore. I think the brewery shut down, um, but it was like, I think it was like 10 bucks for a rack. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, it, oh, it was, I mean, it was just your standard like light beer. You know, uh, it was like this guy's over here trashing like Yingling Premium Light. And he's talking about Jacob's Best. <laughs> it was what, what we would call a beer pong beer. <laughs> you know, the, the beer that kind of got a little bit even even more flavor when that uh, that dirty ball went into <laughs> it. Just a little extra spice to it. A little, yeah. little floor spice. A little, little floor spice to make it Can't taste Can't really nice. talk about that with COVID going on right no. now. No, not it's a anymore. different world. Um. But yeah, uh, guilty pleasure beer. Dan, you got anything else for these guys? How about Dan's guilty pleasure beer? Oh, there you go. My guilty pleasure beer. Um, (laughs) I guess, I mean, we've talked about it because it's not really that much of a guilty pleasure because of the oxymoron that kind of goes into it. And that's that's why I kind of introduced that with... um, can with I, Matt. Can I guess it? Oh, you already know. Okay. Yeah, you're, you already know. We talked about it. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up in the, uh, like, I guess in the punk world and stuff like that, Pabst Blue Ribbon was always my guilty pleasure. But it's a Blue Ribbon beer, so it's consistent wherever you drink it. It's an award-winning beer. It's an award-winning beer. Yeah. That, why, would, why else would they name it that? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that a hipster beer, though? <laughs> isn't it kind of cool to drink that? <laughs> it, 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 it became cool, and it was kind of weird when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> 
We're running it's a cool. we're running a special. It's two dollar PBRs. I was like, aren't they always two dollars? <laughs> 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 so I mean, Pabst Blue Ribbon was my always my guilty pleasure beer. Um, second to that would be Yingling's Amber Lager. I we grew up on Amber Lager location wise. That was always kind of that was the intro to beer drinking for all of us. Yeah, I would say. See, I was going to guess banquet beer for you. Oh, I do like a good banquet beer, though. I do like a Coors Banquet, man. Yep. Pill bottle? Yep. Ugh, can't can't beat a pill bottle. Shot in a beer. Shot in a beer. Yep. Well, well, whiskey and a and a pounder of banquet beer. Oh yeah. You got my attention. That's that's how you get my attention. I drank like a shithead for a while, um, <laughs> but I I I think IPAs were what turned me like in like 2005, and I never turned back. Um, IPAs have always been my favorite Westies, obviously starting with Westies because that's what everyone drank and just kind of evolved from there. Yeah. I've always been kind of a stout guy. Always the darker, the better stouty boy over here. Yeah. I was always a Dale's 10 fitty kind of guy. Yep. Had a, he had his nice fancy glass with a stout in it with a pipe and his glasses. He would, <laughs> he'd read a nice novel and I would probably be listening to black flag in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was drinking a Dale's 10 fitty and reading Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Artsy bastard. <laughs> Can't hate. Uh, Dan, you got anything else for these guys? I don't have anything else, but this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. This is the first time we've had like an entire, almost an entire brewery come on and talk to us. So it's been really refreshing, not only hearing from the brewers, but the owners as well. So I just want to thank you guys for coming on for this. This has been a lot of fun. My pleasure. Yeah. We had a good time. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So again, guys, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to do it, Dan. Businessman. Yeah. Uh, subscribe rate review. Uh, we went over it before. Uh, if you've made it this far, congratulations. Uh, subscribe. Uh, Thursday mornings when the podcast comes out, but you get that alert. Uh, rating and reviewing is where you really shine. Five star party, baby. Five stars reviews. Uh, be creative. Uh, you want to hate on us. You want to love on us, whatever. Just be creative. Uh, if you want to complain about Tom's track suits that he's been wearing almost every single <laughs> podcast episode, go you, right on ahead. You can't, you can't. They're glorious. Yeah. He's been setting up. He's been setting up the back line for corn for like the last fifteen years. So, uh, <laughs> you got Matt with that. Oh, one. <laughs> I got Matt on that one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, review, guys. We're going to do a, a little contest. If you give us a review, um, be creative about it. The most creative, the one that that makes us laugh or hurt the most, uh, will win. I don't know some beer. Yeah, we have a ton of beer. We'll send it out to you. We have too much beer. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, give us a subscriber review. Daniel, you want to hit us with some social media? Yeah. So um, if you guys want to, you know, give us a follow, if you liked what you heard, um, Instagram and Facebook are all the same. It's best, best friends pod. That's best, best friends. P O D. Open up the pit. <laughs> all right. Hey, if you guys want to email us, if you know any other breweries who want to come on, um, if you want to talk about a beer, whether it's PA, regional, national, international, send us an email. It's bestbestfriendspod at gmail.com. Again, that's bestbestfriendspod at gmail.com. All right. Um, our guests, uh, you can follow our guests on their Instagram at 
10 the number seven brewing you can follow them on untapped at 10 the number seven brewing company and you can check out their website www10 the number seven brewing.com um yeah and uh guys we greatly appreciate you coming on talking beer with us it's awesome to hear all different perspectives from i mean you got owners and brewers and assistant brewers and it's it's cool. You guys got a, a, an awesome thing going over the, over there. You're making great beer, family business. Uh, yeah, can't say enough good things about you guys. Thanks, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate, Appreciate that. that. Keep representing PA in the right way. Um, Dan, what do you think? What do you think? Gonna, I mean, Matt got the corner reference. He might be a good friend for this podcast. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, this seems pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I, would say I mean, so. Jerry kind of likes. Yingling premium light though. That's kind of weird. Yeah, but he, he is Canadian. Oh, he is Canadian. I forgot about yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, you guys are good friends. All right. You're friends of the podcast. New then. friends of the podcast. All right. 107 Brewing, new friends of the podcast. Uh, you guys can expect your welcome package in seven to ten business months. Sweet. Dan, you got any plugs? <laughs> no, nah, that's it, man. All right. All right. Again, guys, 107 Brewing in North Wales. If you're local, check them out. Uh, if not check your beer distributors, see if they're going to be distributing out towards you, uh, and be ready for delivery statewide delivery, Pennsylvania shipping. and, uh, what DC. Yep. 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 Awesome. The, 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 the metropolis, the district guess, yeah. of Columbia. Um, all right, Dan, got anything else for me, man? I don't think I have anything else. All right. Well, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. you. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. Boys. Thank you very much. Sancha. Um, all right, everybody, just remember uh, it's not goodbye forever. It's just one more POD drop. Yeah, they thought they were done with POD drops. Nope. Never. Um, Dan, you know how I feel about you, buddy. I love you. Always have. Always make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, remember Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, it was the Clinton family. <laughs> All right. Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 46. We out. See you. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros, by two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Clang out with little lunchbox Become a cluggalette A cluggalette Sometimes I'm a stouty boy Sometimes lazy And this podcast is both So it's all for me Best Best Friends Pod Hosted by Dan and Tom Cindy Crawford's a fan How could you go wrong? So many pods up there Were influenced for me Epstein is still alive and listens to best best friends.